This is Paul Lamb, and you're listening to the Path of Just Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, I hope you guys are all doing great today. I hope every single one of you is enjoying all the interviews that, as much as me because I... Each time I do an interview, I can't help but learn some awesome value from each amazing person that I, that comes onto the podcast, their story and how they became free and now living their dreams. So with that being said, today's guest, I have an awesome digital nomad where I resonated so well with. Ryan Bidolf is a blogger, author, and world traveler who has been featured in Richard Branson's Virgin blog, Forbes, and NeilPatel.com. He has written and self-published 126 bite-sized ebooks on Amazon to help you with your most painful blogging mistakes. If you're struggling with your blog and feel overwhelmed with blog information overload, Ryan can help you increase your blog traffic, comments, and online income at Blogging from Paradise. The biggest thing I enjoyed his my mindset on money. He touched based on how he started to become a digital nomad through blogging and his whole entire journey along the way. It was just truly amazing. So let's dive right into the interview and I'll see you guys on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I have an awesome guest, Path Hunters, um, you know, Ryan Badolf, you know, from bloggingfromparadise.com. Ryan, how's it going? Paul, it's going great. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you for coming on to the, you know, the podcast. You know, I, when we connected, you know, I knew that, um, uh, you know, you were great and fit to come on to the podcast. You know, for all the listeners, you know, if you guys don't know what, Ryan, you know, Ryan does and everything, he's a digital nomad from, again, bloggingfromparadise.com. He's been traveling for more than five years straight and just done blogging and has uh, helped some uh, other blogs uh, develop, you know, blogging income and uh, generate more traffic. And, uh, you know, a few places that he's been to, uh, Osaka, Japan, Shanghai, Beijing, Taiwan, and just straight up just living it up. Ryan, you know, I gave him a little intro. Can you fill in the blanks and give us a little insight on your personal life as well, too? Sure, sure. Well, I'm an ex-fired security guard turned world traveling island hopping pro blogger so it's a real average story and uh <laughs> it's one of those things where like eight years ago i got the boot for my security guard job and i wanted to do something that was both fun and freeing and i also wanted to help other people uh free themselves and i found out about blogging i didn't know what a blog was i just knew how to check espn.com in my email and that's the god's honest truth eight years ago i had nothing to do with uh, the internet outside of some basic stuff so long and the short of it uh, my wife told me about blogging and starting a business, so I did start a blog. I struggled with it for a real long time, but I did start traveling the world on that blog. Like It was more of like a make-money-online blog, mm -hmm. but when I was in Fiji a few years back, I founded Blogging from Paradise. I trashed my whole blog, uh, my old one, 3,400 posts, an old brand, an old identity, basically, and I started Blogging from Paradise. So basically, I just decided to help people retire to a life of island hopping through smart blogging exactly as I'd done over the past five, six years. So 
I've just been doing that ever since and uh, traveling all over the world, being a digital nomad and helping other people do the same. Love it. Love it. So like, you know, I'll, we'll touch base on a little bit about that. But like, can you just bring, uh, I'll just tell a little back and just say like, you know, um, what was like, what was the transition? What made you, you know, start blogging? Because, you know, you mentioned your wife had bring it up, like brought it up and everything. And was it something like you were, were you going through like a lot of um, fears and emotions? And what was that like? Can you just draw, bring us back and just kind of paint a picture of that? Tons, tons, Paul. Tons of, uh, <laughs> of fears. And yeah, it was, it was a total nightmare. I fell like $70,000 into debt. I lost almost everything. I, it was really, really, I sold everything. It was just such a, a nightmare because I felt like I had been bound up until I lost my job. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to go back to the nine to five. That security guard job, a lot of times I work from six to 12. Have 18 hour days <laughs> and yeah. like and have double shifts like sprung on me because everything at the shipping terminal where I worked is about making overtime. So it's one of those deals where I was like, screw this. I do not want to be bound. I do not want to have to go where people tell me to go to make money to get this paycheck every Thursday. So really just being so disgusted with my life and then uh, diving into this as I was going into really deep debt, I just wanted to be free of everything. And that's like my predominant intent. So yeah, at the time, it was a nightmare. I had a lot of terrible limiting beliefs around money, around being an entrepreneur, around being free. I just, you know, part of the matrix. I was really like buying in and going along in that path. So really, I think like a lot of people, utter disgust uh, was the springboard, if you will, that moved me into this uh, blogging, freeing way of living. So yeah, I know. And that's something I always tap into. Like, I'm so here to help my readers and to help anybody who asks questions or anybody who wants to know what ebook to buy or whatever they, they want to pick up because I know that feeling of just being like, you feel like you're in bondage. You feel like you're, you're handcuffed. So that's what I use. And that's how I empathize with my readers to say, hey, you know, I'm living this really cool life. But I am not a different species. I'm not a different breed. I have been there. So it's about baby stepping the way up, you know, finding your freeing driver and taking it from there. I resonate so much with that. I love that, right? Like, because like, you know, I feel the exact same way. It's like, you know, it's such a, it just felt like, you know, your life is not your own, right? Like you have to be at your corporate, like, you know, right now I'm working my corporate nine to five job, slowly transitioning over to, you know, the digital nomad life. And, you know, and it is scary. You know, I know that there are all my listeners out there who are just going through the same thing. It's frustrating because like now that um, you, you basically took that leap of faith, right? So just knowing that, hey, you know what? I want to take control of my life again and um you just did it like did you initially besides blogging like i know that like you mentioned like you know you didn't had a very limited um uh, you know information on how to blog and everything so but did you had a solid plan as you were gonna go like did you have a plan because uh, you mentioned you were in fiji at the same time right so well when i first started uh five six years ago well over five years ago now i really didn't have a solid plan mm -hmm. i just wanted to make money and like anything when you make getting your primary goal like i wanted to get money you're going to have a severe problem in the giving department and people that don't give much, they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> and I think that went out like over the years, you know, I wasn't giving value. So my plan was kind of built on quicksand. But then when I went to uh, Fiji, after having some successful months and just kind of going through the peaks and valley bit with my old blog, when I was in Savu Savu, one of the most beautiful towns on the face of the earth, absolutely stunning, I uh, had an epiphany where basically my old blog was going to be yanked because I had broken some of the terms of service. And they're like, listen, you could delete these 1,000 posts and stick with the old blog, or you could delete everything, mm -hmm. in my mind, I know, and start a new brand. And I'm like, you know what? Why not just tell my life story? Why not just 
create the value, make the connections, and build that solid foundation, you know, doing it according to the fundamentals, as I had been learning from pros, but as I'd been resisting a bit, because I had had success, but in the same respect, it wasn't like that clear, freeing, more pure intent. So then when I started blogging Paradise, I scrapped the old blog, then I really dove into it full core. That's when I really built it on the fundamentals of creating and connecting and you know blog commenting to network and social media marketing and guest posting and reaching out to do awesome podcast interviews like yours. That's when I really started promoting other people to build the friendships that helped me expand my reach really, really quickly. So that was kind of that aha moment, both creating the new blog, creating the new brand based on my life so I could be authentic, and then doing it from a space of being generous, creating, connecting, feeling grateful. And then that's when things started really taking off. Mm -hmm. A win-win, right? Win-win-win, really, right? So, yeah. You, yeah, that's definitely amazing. I can't believe it. So now, like, dial a little bit forward now. Like, how long did that take from, like, starting your that point where you had to start all over your blog again and then over to the point where, where you are at now? Like, did it take long to get, like, the followers and the following and then and everything like that? It didn't take too long, Paul, only because I already, even in my haze and my... Yeah, somewhat murky approach to blogging and just somewhat unclear approach i still had a fair number of friends mm -hmm. so once they were supporting me no matter what you know i was really connected and bond with them so when i started blogging in paradise they hopped on board so things took off pretty quickly since i started fresh and from a clear space doing everything right from the beginning i found that things just took off even more quickly so i'd say probably like three to six months where things like expanded and i was like featured on over the First year, I think, like 150 blogs. So it was one of those things where it was just, I think all that struggle I had uh, thought through, through my first like Make Money Online blog, I cleared all that up by letting go. And then probably like a three to six month period with Blogging from Paradise where things really started coming together and they took off. But a lot of it was just clearing up that fear, the old stuff, letting go stuff that had been old and worn out. And for most mm. folks, that's like, that's hellishly tough. That's mm -hmm. really, really tough to let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that goes to show, right? Your network is your net worth, right? So, you know, it's that's good that you had like you know a network of people just to helping you and boost up forward. And and I guess like it was just I guess it was just a tough time, right? I'm glad it worked out for you, Ryan. That obviously it's worked out well, right? So yeah, yeah. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like now, Ryan, like you know. How do you generate revenue now? Like, how do you like you know get a source of income and travel and everything on the go all the time and become like be a digital nomad, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, you want to follow your passions. Like I say, profit through your passions, follow your fun, whatever you could talk about all day long. You want to build a blog on that because once you have that passionate energy, you have the framework to effectively monetize your blog and live that digital nomad lifestyle. So that's number one, because a lot of folks, they just start looking at income streams like, this is a good way, that's a bad way. Oh, how do you do it? And they don't have the energy. And that's why 81% of bloggers never make more than $100 during the entire online careers, which is an insane stat when you think about it. 81% never more than 100 bucks, which yeah. is nuts. So, so really having that foundation, as far as actual income streams, blog coaching, freelance writing, I have 126 eBooks on Amazon, bite-sized eBooks. I also have, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few of them out there. Most of them blogging, but some entertaining travel ones too that are starting gaining some track ones. I actually want to turn one of them and I want to pitch Netflix on them because I've had some really absolutely wacky experiences during my travels. I don't seek this stuff out, but because we do the slow travel bit, we're not popping it out of these travel spots like uh, 
heavily touristed areas. You know, we do the long-term and remote sections thing, so obviously interesting stuff has happened. But uh, but also freelance writer, like I said, blog coaching. I have a blogging audio course. I've done affiliate marketing, sponsored posts. Really, though, more than anything, you want to get that passion down first, and then these are some of the ideas that you could use mm-hmm. to effectively monetize so you could have those mobile sources of incomes and make the world your office. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades. That's what it sounds like, Ryan. Yeah, it's fun to get yeah, it's fun to get into a bunch of them. I think the key is to really get that freedom thing down. And even like with um all the income streams, I strongly advise three to six months diving into each income stream because yeah if you don't spend a sufficient amount of time on each one then you are going to become like the super jack of all trains or really not know one area really well yeah. what you want to do is become a master in one area like re- like for me it's blogging i know how to blog inside out and i keep learning and learning and opening up stuff but then when you know blogging then you realize you could monetize to freelance writing for three months then you can monetize through blog coaching then you can monetize through writing ebooks about blogging then you can monetize through building a blogging e-curse so it's so much based on mastery of one discipline and then open the income streams over three to six months at a time so you could really learn them inside out build it up to where so you can get it going more passively and then you could add another one and i think that's what happens a lot of folks try to jump in and learn four or five at once learn your niche at once learn your discipline get your get your skill set down for whatever you're mastering Mm-hmm. And then add those income streams over time. And I learned that from my friend Matthew Capala, who's an awesome uh, NYU professor, and he just knows this stuff inside out. And he always said, you know, do a little bit at a time, three, six months, learn it really well, and then you can move on to another one. So you kind of have a passive element to that first income stream. You have more money coming in, which is multiple sources of income, which really, really helps. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just keep adding streams. And over time, all of them will appreciate. Even if you're making five, 10, 50 bucks through one stream, if you have five, 10, 15, 20, I don't get to that many myself, but over time, it will really start to create a an avalanche effect, a domino effect that will help you live that really freeing lifestyle. And then again, when streams come and go, you won't be connected. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. Like I resonate so well with that because I firmly agree that you know um, when you're doing too many things at once, you know you spread yourself too thin, right? And you can't allocate your energy properly. I'm that type of person as well too. When I had to like do a like a focus on one project, you do one project, you do it really well, and then once you feel like like it's good, you move on to the next one, and then so on and so on because it's that laser eye focus that puts in the quality as well too. We, we obviously can't forget you know the value and the quality of the content as well too if you're spreading yourself too thin you know the quality may not be what's good right so perfect perfect yeah that's the way really do one thing at a time and when you just focus on that and devote all your energies to it you're going to do the best job which creates the most reverberations throughout the universe more Mm -hmm. people are going to hear you more people are going to feel you you're going to connect with more people who need exactly what you're giving them when you really focus on that one task one project at a time so that's excellent advice paul Mm -hmm. yeah and so like you know, what are you passionate for lately, though, Ryan? Like, what's going on with you right now? Well, really, right now, I've, uh, I just totally had my uh, blog totally redesigned at bloggingparadise.com. Totally revamped by my developer, Phil Dews. He did a Paradise Reloaded theme, so that's super exciting. I've been diving into SEO optimized posts, and I ranked on page one. And this is, shows you the power of concentration. After like one, after like two weeks of like really getting down and dirty with SEO, like optimizing, I reached page one for both how to submit a guest post and for how to rank on page one of Google which are two freaking competitive keywords. And I reach page one of that, like, not even after two, three weeks. And again, that's the power of, like, really diving in. So I've been excited about doing more SEO stuff. And then just, like, uh, repricing my eBooks and getting them to 199 now, just trying to spread the word on them. 
I have a free ebook Friday that I'm really excited about where I give away one of my blogging ebooks for free every single Friday to my list subscribers. And really, those are the few of the main things. I mean, we're back home now, so we just got back from an awesome trip in Turkey, which we enjoyed so much. And we also spent a month in beautiful Cyprus, a little tropical island in the eastern Mediterranean. So uh, just settling in and focusing on business, enjoying some time with the fam, and that online stuff, just uh, continuing to enjoy connecting with people and, and, and sharing what I know just to inspire people to do the same, because that's what, that's what really drives me. That's what that's what really makes this gig fun when people send me stuff and they're like man you know i was struggling so much and living this life here and i just wanted to travel and because i saw your updates you know i lived in thailand for the past year like my friend rob cubbin like he was living the nine to five life and he's been to thailand more times than me and that's a lot yeah. <laughs> over the past three four years and he's like you were the guy that, that inspired me to do it and he's, he's like killed it with udemy and amazon kindle i mean he's had so much success and it's like when i see that i inspired him i'm like whoa it's just that's what it's about. So that's pretty much what's uh, what's going on right now. Oh, it's like a high, right, Ryan? Like it's just like it's just it's just a wonderful feeling. I get that all the time as well too. Well, you know, the podcast, everybody's like, "Yo, you're doing such a great job, and keep doing what you're doing." I'm like, "Yes, it's a high. It, it just gets you really pumped up and motivated." I get you in that one for sure. Wow, definitely. Now, like, where, like, what would you say would be like your lowest point? Like, have you like you know like besides you know like just losing your job like would you say that would be the lowest point or anything like have you ever hit like rock bottom and you felt like you know what yeah have you ever had a moment like that yeah yeah quite uh, i should say quite a few probably like a few rock bottom moments i was actually the odd i guess the black sheep or the, uh, the odd bird or whatever when i lost my job when i was downsized most of the other guards were walking around like it was a funeral and i was on cloud nine because i was sick of it so I knew like I was being pushed to move in a more freeing direction. So I was happy about that. One of my big down times was when I went uh, like 70 grand into debt and when I went bankrupt. And this was before just when I was getting into the blogging bit when I had no clue what hell I was doing. And that was like really super humiliating. And uh, it was very, very embarrassing. And it was just so tough for me to accept. But over time, I learned that I had to clear out those ashamed, embarrassed, humiliated energies to become the person i am today mm -hmm. and that's one of the key things that people i think they look at rock bottom they talk about bouncing on the way up and, and certainly most of us do who are living this life and just anybody you know they, they get up and they get up and you know keep fighting but so much of it is embracing that that's probably my biggest lesson ever and i still do it to this day embracing those really dark energies and not trying to mask over it with positivity mm -hmm. because all you're doing is burying it lower and it will manifest through some channel mm -hmm. so really when i hit that rock bottom i embraced all those deep things that had to be purged and really got upset but after i let that stuff go then my light could shine more brightly for others there wasn't that like kind of you know area that i was holding it in or i was kind of muffling it or whatever or obscuring it then when i could shine more brightly more people could see me. I was showing off my talents. I was learning. I was connecting with, you know, hyper successful folks. And that was really the, the greatest lesson I learned. It's like, it's not about wallowing in the self-pity for days and months or, you know, weeks at a time. But it's really embracing that intense stuff, feeling it out, crying it out, getting angry, you know, and, and you know, not projecting on anybody. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once you let that stuff go, then you're free to really kill it like Rock you're gonna it, find man. like yeah yeah that's the yeah. key and i can tell you you it's like having that type of energy you have paul where it's just that like you know ha genuinely happy energy you get that yeah. by clearing out you know 
hundred percent. I hear you. Like you do have, I agree with you on that one, Ryan. Like you have to embrace it and that low moment, right? You have to say, Hey, you know what? It happened and it's in the past. Let's do this. Let's, let's figure out a way and pick ourselves up because like, that's the, that, that's what makes a winner. Right, Ryan? Exactly. That's what makes a winner. 100%. So what would you say is like that, that high, that top, top of the moment that you've had where just like, yes, I, I, that moment where you're like, hey, now I'm here. I'm in the top of the world and this feels fantastic. Have you had a moment like that? Really, Paul? So It's so much of my life has been like that because I've seen so many places. Like I live in places where people... Are, are, they go for a week. Like, like I told uh, one friend I was talking to recently, one person I met, they're like, oh, you've been to Bali. You know, I spent a week there. Like, how long did you spend there recently? I'm like, well, I've taken five trips, and my last trip to Bali was six months. I lived in a, a villa for six months. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's like these are things that are like, it's there's not many human beings. Like, like my, my wife, sometimes we, because we're living together, it's almost like, do you realize what we're really doing? <laughs> it's like, this is like, you know, we are. We're very grateful. But probably one of the biggest ones is during a week, when I was, and I talk about this one of my recent blog posts, the power of surrender and detachment, because obviously we do what we do, but then we let, you know, greater power just out there really kind of align us to some amazing things. When I was deep, in uh, three miles deep in Costa Rican jungle in, uh, in this hut, like off the grid, no human beings, all types of army ants going through the house and bullet ants and fertile ants. I mean, really National Geographic type stuff, no yeah. human beings around. I go into town once a week on Friday to check my email for two hours and then come back to wilderness. And I appeared on, uh, within a two-week stretch, neilpatel.com featured me. Neil Patel yes. at neilpatel.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Branson, I was featured on Richard Branson's Virgin blog. And I was featured on Forbes.com within a two-week stretch. So that's probably one of the points where it was like one of the top internet marketing blogs in the world and then two of the top blogs in the world. Like featured me, you know, talking about my digital nomad lifestyle and, you know, just wanted to put me there. That was a sign that like it was just like, you know, keep doing what you're doing, dude. <laughs> it was just like one of those things, you know, if you have doubts or, you know, and we all do, it was just like being on those top level blogs. I, I was just, I was humbled. And it was also cool too, because it showed that power of detachment because for that six week stretch, I worked for two hours a week. And even then it wasn't even work. It was just publishing a blog post and checking my email. So I was doing nothing else. And it showed like the power of surrender, which is so big too, as you're doing the work and as you're doing other stuff, sometimes totally letting go could open you up to opportunities that uh you know just really just stun you so that's probably it those are probably my my three that two-week stretch where it was just like whoa it was like first i saw neil patel and i'm like wow that's awesome and then he featured me like two or three times he talked about me and then i was on forbes and i'm like that's awesome and then virgin and i was like whoa this is richard branson's blog everybody knows this guy so it was pretty wild i bet wow that's that's amazing no like i it's that high right it's that high yeah it's great ryan that's amazing wow um you know what would you say to someone i'm going to shift gears a little bit um what would you say to someone you know just the same position you were um, back when you lost your job and um you know frustrated you know even then if they're still working their nine to five job um you know they know that they're not living a fulfilling life what would you say to that person? You know, they know that all they've traveled somewhere for two weeks. They have that travel bug, you know, within them and they want to do this full time. What would you say and how would you say to that person, you know, the advice and how they can get started? Well, first off, it's, it's, it's understanding that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Because my, my wife, Kelly, she says, you know, like she tells people she has a personal development blog. She's like, sometimes people look at me and her like we're different species. 
but we're not. Like, this life is possible, and then it becomes probable, and then it becomes a certainty, and then you're going to experience it. So first off, you have to realize, you know, it's possible, it's possible. Then what you want to do is you're working your full-time job. You want to pursue uh, a blog. I love blogging because you could do so much through it. It's like content central. It's like uh, your prospects, your readers. It's like they could see everything you have to offer through that blog. Podcasts, videos, articles, reviews, your products, your services, your courses. So I gravitate towards that. But blog on something that is fun for you and that feels freeing for you. Because that fun, freeing energy is what carries through the peaks, the valleys, the ups, the downs, all that stuff that's going on. Especially if you really just really don't like your job at all. You know, even if you like your job, but you're still like, man, I love my job, and I just want to live this, you know, totally freeing life where I just I'm the boss. That energy is what sets everything up and i think too many folks they start a blog and i was somewhat guilty of this in the beginning too Mm -hmm. to run away from bondage to run away from a nine to five job to run away from feeling like they're being confined versus moving towards freedom and and they're fun and trust me those energies are two entirely different things it's it's a different ball game and so many folks it's okay to feel disgusted and to have that contrast but you have to make your blog not about making money a lot of folks like i just want to make some money i want to do this i want to do that i want to get famous when you tie those outcomes you're going to screw everything up and you're going to fail and it's just i've seen it happen literally tens of thousands of times in the eight years i've been online so it's one of those deals where follow your fun follow your freedom, express gratitude for having a job, for getting a paycheck, for having benefits, whatever it is, because the more you vibe higher and you follow what's you're most passionate about with your blog, and then you reach around, do a little research, oh, there's some pain points, there are a lot of other people that are interested in this, and in almost all of our passions, a lot of people are interested in them, then you'll have the foundation for entering into the blogging world and starting to blog from the right energetic space. And that's really what makes things pop. Whew, those are just... You just tossed us all a bunch of value bombs there, everyone. And it's just amazing. <laughs> Loved it. Wow. I, I definitely want to pick out a little bit of, out of that. Like, number sure. one, like, you know, I agree with you. 100% is all starts within yourself. It's all how you look at the perspective and the reason why you're going into this. For my reason, it was just for, you know, motivating everybody that to know, let people know that it's possible that you can live a life that's fulfilling and the way that you want it, that wouldn't feel like work. Right, I hundred percent agree with you, and it all starts. With the, you're right. There's two different kinds of energy right there, like the ones where if you're specifically you're money driven, and then the other one when you're you're doing it for the right reason and it's fun for you. There's two different things for sure. I agree with you on that one, and you kind of have to search. It all comes down to just within yourself. You have to understand that you know that uh, starts within and telling yourself it is possible now like if that was the case then ryan like how would you say to someone to get started and to show them hey like how is this going to be possible like any books that you recommend besides your own obviously you know we all love your books (laughs) sure sure um i would say for blogging wise i mean just to like build a blog from the fundamentals so you can live that life i read everything on problogger.com it's one of the best that he offers all types of free ebooks and pay you know premium books and courses it is the it's the brainchild rather of Darren Rose who's one of the most successful bloggers on the internet and the information is really simple it's to the point it's concise and even though i have a, a kind of a unique writing voice at blogging paradise i model a lot of the simplicity around what he does so i would say more than anything go to problogger.net and it's actually .net Although I think the redirect.com will take you there and just dive in, read his blog posts, get his free books, because that's who I read to really, really focus in 
on getting down the blogging fundamentals to be able to you know stay true to them now because even though i'm you know, established i've had some success it's so important just to be a sponge to ev- to learning just you just want to be a sponge to this information so that would be the big thing as far as getting the blogging thing down mm-hmm. as far as getting the energy thing down it's just um so much like you said it's looking within it's it's not even any books or anything. It's the meditation. It's perhaps something like EFT tapping and emotional freedom techniques. Or there's a lot of other techniques you could use to really keep going within to remind yourself that I could do this. I could do this. I'm moving towards my fun. I'm moving towards my freedom. So that's how you can energetically get yourself more aligned. But definitely problogger.net. Uh, he's just a phenomenal resource and he has so many free ebooks and he has premium ebooks that will help you build your blog, uh, a successful blog on the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so, yeah, what was the site again, Ryan? It's uh, pro, problogger.net. Okay, perfect. I will attach that to the show notes and everything. So, awesome. like, is there any daily rituals that you, like, for you would be non-negotiable? Like, you know how for people, like, you know, Tim Ferriss, for example, he has to meditate in the morning. For me, I have to write out in my five-minute journal, you know. Cool. Yeah, is there anything that you have that you uh, is basically have to do in the morning or anything throughout the day, actually, daily rituals? Sure, sure. On waking, like a uh, good old Timmy boy, I engage in 20 minutes of meditation. Then I do roughly five to 10 minutes of EFT tapping, and it's called emotional freedom techniques. It's, it involves tapping on different points of your body while you recite uh statements to yourself maybe to uncover some of your fears if you're feeling anxiety about some aspect of your life or whatever it is but then you follow up with these uh tappings to bring up your fears with a more like loving and accepting affirmation so if you if you look up eft on google you'll find tons of information on it. it's really really neat so i do that for about five minutes then i dive like tim ferris and tony robbins learning from both of them i dive into an icy cold invigorating but sometimes brutal showers depending on if i'm in a cold weather climate yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for about three minutes and i turn it all the way up and even if i'm back here in jersey new jersey and it's 10 degrees outside or five degrees and the pipes have been freezing for the past i do it and uh it's just amazing for opening up the energies it's mm-hmm. just one of the best things i've ever done i mean really all three things really help with my morning routine and then i do some push-ups after that and some light stretching just to get the energy flowing throughout the day. And then other than that, about 45 minutes of exercise later in the day, usually walking, but now that I'm back in uh, NJ, I shoot some hoops for about an hour. So much of it's taking care of your temple, man. It's really honoring your body, doing the inner work, taking care of your body. And when the energy flows, who knows where you're going to go? That's the, one of the coolest things. Like you, Whatever you visualize for yourself when you're vibing at a higher frequency, yeah. you're going to go so far beyond it. And you're like, wait a second, I just couldn't see that high because I wasn't vibing high enough. But then you're going to be like, oh, okay, you keep rising higher and higher. So those are some of the things I do every single day. Meditating I've done every day for, oh, goodness, years and years. Um, And then the other stuff I've started intermittently. But the shower, I've been doing that for probably now, not probably, definitely over a year as well. And that's just been amazing too. But definitely before you do anything like that, talk to your doctor because it could be a jolt to your ticker. And I talked about all my books, all my blog posts. If you do the ice cold shower, Talk to your doctor first because it can be pretty intense. Yeah, I did that and it was, it was, I only last like five seconds in there. But it's, <laughs> it's tough, man. Ran it out screaming so like a little girl, but um, that's, <laughs> it's tough. It's yeah. tough. But no, I, I, that does work though. I've, uh, I've forced myself into uh, just trying to do more of those cold showers. They, you know, Ryan, you should grab like a machine gun because you're shooting us with like all the like, value bombs and it's amazing. I'm just, 
love it. It's, just- it's so fun. It's I love doing this, and I just the more interviews I can do, I just I'm talking. I mean, I'm like a guy on the street. I can meet somebody on the street. I'm like, listen, if you want to interview me, you know, I'm not drunk on myself, but I just feel like I have so much cool stuff to share. I just want to help folks, and of course, it benefits me. I'm not gonna lie, but it's just, it's I have so much. So many experiences and so much stuff that I just want to share and help people because I know their pain, man. I've, I, I've been like, ugh, no matter what the struggles are, I've been through so many different things. I think some folks start off with that entrepreneur mindset or the money mindset. Like a neighbor of mine, I don't know, personally, but Gary Vaynerchuk, he grew up in a uh, town right next to me in New Jersey, and I didn't yes. figure that out till later. But he, he's obviously hustled, but he had the money mindset as a kid. He was at the local mall here in New Jersey selling. Uh, uh, I think baseball cards at nine and stashing a couple grand away and he had his wine business right down the road. So it's like he had that money mindset and I'm not discounting. I mean, he is phenomenal. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. But for other folks who are allergic to money and who are programmed to think that entrepreneurs are all shysty, shady individuals and wheelers and dealers and really dishonest, I had to purge that crap to really start making some headway. So purging that crap, I, I really self-sabotage. So I understand what it's like to really know the pain of struggle in so many areas uh, of your life and then also how to break free of the bonds and really through these tips it's like hey not everything i say is going to work for everybody but a lot of it has worked for some freaking successful people and it's worked pretty well for me too to create a neat life so definitely be open to it you know what do you have to lose and then think about what you have to gain that's a really cool way to look at it too yeah no everything everything is you know you only get this one chance this life and that's it you and you you have really realistically nothing to lose and everything to gain that's what i always say to my audience whereas like you know it's okay to try it if it doesn't work you got experience out of it and you're gonna stay with all your loved ones and everyone will always be there for you and you know you're not gonna lose anything you're just gonna come back and be like okay this didn't work let's just try something else and yeah no uh, 100% I agree with you and it's Gary, as for Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he was, he, you're right. In the beginning, he was all about the money. And now if you look at him now, he's a little, he's all about genuinely helping, you know, the millennials and everyone and drive them to push them to provide value, right? So like, I agree. Whereas in, if you've, if you're in it for the right reason and genuinely be intentional and giving great content and just genuinely want to help everyone, you're, you're not going to lose. To me, exactly. you're not going to lose. Exactly. And that's why he has so many followers. He has such a heart-centered approach to growing his business where it's just he cares. Like he cares. Like so many people out there, they do their best, but they don't care as much. And there's still that heavy attachment to outcomes like money and success and getting their own and getting theirs, getting theirs, doing them, doing them. And Gary V like genuinely cares. And it's like he manifests all his cash and fame and all that because he cares about people one-to-one like mm-hmm. more than most people online and you see it with guys like tony robbins like it's heart-centered and when you get that down the more you clear out your other stuff and you really genuinely care and you're sharing the value and you're creating and you're connected with people one-to-one forget about it it's just things are just going to mushroom for you so they're both like really really good examples yeah i agree i wanted to um uh, just ask you about your travels and everything what was like the sure. best place like you've ever traveled to like you know what was you know, I've been, I've, I've done a lot of traveling as well too. So I've, you know, I've had moments where I'm just like, I can't believe I'm here. Kind yeah, of way, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it's um, it's such a tie. I mean, really, my my couple favorite are Costa Rica, absolutely greenest country, phenomenal. Thailand is amazing, probably my favorite country. Fiji is the most beautiful, but I think my favorite place is Bali. I think from the the beauty 
to the warmness of the people who are so nice. As soon as you land in, in uh, right by Jimbaran, you land on the plane. It's just one of those things where you're Balinese, like they're just indoctrinate you. It's so, so cool. And the way they integrate culture and spirituality into everyday life, into day-to-day living with the altars, and it's just such a phenomenal place. And just so much beauty. The wildlife is really cool. I think Bali is probably, from the cultural aspect, there's nowhere like it in the world from the scale of everything. It's kind of like Hobbiton. Everything's, like, scaled smaller. Yeah. The streets, the yeah, the buildings. So that's definitely, uh, I would say, number one, with Thailand coming in a close second. Wow. How long did you stay there? I think you mentioned you, six months it was, right? Uh, we've actually been there five separate times to Bali. Uh, the last trip was six months overall altogether. We've been there over a year during the world travels. Wow. So we've been we spent over a year in Bali between the rice fields around Ubud, which became famous with uh, Eat, Pray, Love. We lived, actually, we lived like a minute from the house that Julia Roberts was in, in the movie Eat, Pray, Love, the, yeah. the house she was filming, we, we saw it. We like walked over to it one day. So we were in that same area. Yeah, we were in those rice fields. It's like, again, like you said, Paul, it's like you're there and you're like, am I here? Is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, that's definitely been like the most magical place. And in the beach and seeing these huge monitor lizards and snakes and geckos. And it's just, everything is so integrated. So much of that spiritual base basis where like nature's integrated to where you live and it's just a magical, magical place. And I recommend everyone go there at least once. Only one thing, stay away from Kuta. So many people think Kuta, Bali, and Kuta is okay, but it's just um, like tourist areas in any of the main uh, countries around the world where it's just bars and restaurants. And it's okay, and the beach is okay, but go away from there. Go to the boot kit, go to the southern tip, go to the rice fields like 20 minutes outside of Ubud, and uh, you'll have an experience like nowhere in the world. What's um uh, what's what's the like living standards like like oh, price wise like you were there about six months so how much would you spend on a monthly basis? Oh my goodness! Well, we were in Bali. We went the last time we were there. We did a house sit. We house sit at a villa, so we didn't spend anything on rent uh, for six months. And we also lived in a football field sized villa, which is a good deal. We can get into that a little later. I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, you're talking. It depends from country to country, but like you can get like a good, solid apartment, like in a Thailand or a Bali, for like between four and six hundred bucks, and it's nice. It's not some type of ha ha shack. So like you can get a good apartment. You could eat for like maybe a hundred bucks, a hundred and fifty, really less. I mean, we were in Chiang Mai. We ate for each of us a dollar a day. We go to a Buddhist vegetarian restaurant in a Thai neighborhood. So right there for the both of us, that was like sixty bucks. So I mean, you're talking at the most between seven hundred and a thousand a month. You'd be spending in either one of these places. If you do a whole bunch of tourist tourist stuff, that may add up. But um, renting a motorbike is like between fifty and seventy-five dollars a month in either Bali or Thailand. And a lot of it too depends on cost of living. Like I'm focusing heavily on Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. The cost of living there is so low for the quality of life. You're getting such a phenomenal quality of life in a lot of these areas, and the cost of living is dirt cheap but then when you move away from there and you go to like say central america the price is going to go up because it's 16 gazillion american tourists go there and 16 gazillion american expats live there so it's going to vary from country to country but like we're southeast asia is our favorite but even in a place like turkey we just got back from istanbul and the apartment was like 650 for the month and the energy bill water and uh what else heat 
it was just all three or four different bills. It was like those fifty dollars altogether. And we ran the AC for like the first week, and we literally ran the fan for the whole month. So I mean, even a place like Istanbul, Turkey, the cost of living is freaking low. I mean, you could seven, eight hundred bucks a month individual, you could do fine. And then if you really want to go dirt cheap, when you start talking about hostels and stuff, mm-hmm. oh. Hundreds of dollars a month. I mean, it's it really is. If you want a backpack, that and that's the thing. So many people have this block and thinking you have to make big bucks to live this life, but you could do well online, save a lot of money, and uh, you know live very well in a lot of these places and not spend a lot. It's just amazing. So really, yeah. I mean, you're talking. Like I said, the last time we were in Bali, we house sat, so we didn't pay a dime of rent. The property owners covered all the bills i mean we had to work for it because we watched dogs in a very very dangerous areas with like the one night we had to kill a spitting cobra uh they got into the chicken coop and i also had to pull a cat away from a crate when the crates are some of the most venomous snakes in the world so we definitely earned it yeah we earned our keep there because it was in snake country it was like kind of a more remote area but um but yeah anything from like 500 700 at the most a grand a month you could really live well in these places and like i said if you start doing uh, hostels and stuff and eating just street food which is really good in most places it's safe and you know you're not gonna get bali belly over it in bali mm-hmm. <laughs> you will uh, uh you could spend like literally two three hundred bucks a month the most four and do just fine so it's really amazing when you look at it yeah the other thing as well too that um uh, you know what we didn't mention was that um chiang mai thailand and bali are like the biggest hot spots for like digital nomads that's where they Big all time. gather up and it's funny because like i would the, the reason uh i i want to ask is just also to know that um i'm planning to go out to chiang mai thailand because i feel that you have to be immersed and be surrounded by that kind of environment to become what you want to be right so yes yeah so yes, no. Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai is our favorite. Bali is. I don't cut you off, Paul. Bali is our favorite island. We're finding our favorite place overall. Favorite city, Chiang Mai, and it's not even close. Although Istanbul is phenomenal, but Chiang Mai, we've lived there on and off to collectively, I think, for like six or seven months. Like, and it's that's again been like three or four trips at least. And um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Any question about Chiang Mai, let me know. I mean, we we know the place really well, and like you said, when you immerse yourself with the digital nomads. And you have that awesome mix of convenience, but it's not too hectic. It's not like Bangkok hectic. But then you have the beautiful mountains in the jungle, you know, a 20-minute motorbike ride or a 20-minute bus ride away. You have such a beautiful mix of both convenience and beauty and cultures and the monks uh, doing their alms at 530 in the morning. It's just such a special place. And, uh you make me want to go back there right now, Paul. <laughs> we should go together. We should, Let's we should do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Like that's what I'm, I'm planning to do. That actually, truthfully, I'm actually going to plan out to go out. Probably, we're talking about December. But I, yeah, I'm just tying up some loose ends, everything here, and then we're probably just going to go. So. Awesome, man. You'll love it. You'll love it. It's it's the cost of living. You almost can't like. For the convenience that it offers you, because there's some places you go, the cost of living is so low, and you're like, okay, I could see why. It's really like hard scrabble, and it's okay, you know. But Chiang Mai, like people are like, what are the, what is it like? I'm like, the movies, movie theaters, and the mall, the mall puts the malls in New Jersey to shame. It's amazing. It's like so nice. You have that, but then you have the culture. You have so many places to live, and the cost of living is just you're going to shake your head at most of the places. And even when you're looking around, it's like, wow, for rent or whatever you decide to do. So yeah, it's amazing. I think you'll uh, you'll really love it. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I just want to be very respectful of your time, Ryan, and I'm just going to bang out some quick questions really quickly. Um, sure. Before we get into that, I just want to acknowledge you to say, like, you know, Ryan, keep doing what you're doing, you know? You're definitely doing inspirational work, and you definitely inspired me, right? And um, keep, like, again, keep doing what you're doing, and keep shining like the star you are. Oh, you too, Paul. I appreciate that. And you do the same, just like seeing what you're doing in the name of it, the Path Hunters. I think that's such a powerful image and a powerful brand message. So you likewise, buddy. I appreciate it. And you keep it up too. Love what you're doing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, where can uh, all my listeners, you know, find you um, with the, you know, blogging from paradise.com or is there, you know, yep. yep. Yeah, blogingparadise.com would be the uh, the totally revamped website. So that's my main page. You can connect with me on social. I have social icons there. I have a few of my eBooks, uh, my blogging audio course, and in my services. You can find that all there. Also, too, if you want to go right to Amazon, you can just uh, put in the blogging for paradise, query that, and you'll get uh, my 126 eBooks. So if you have any blogging questions, you want to dive into an eBook. Like and I'm changing it right now, price wise. Some might still be higher, but I'm bringing them all down to 199. So yeah, that'd be another place just to dive in if you like the book, enjoy it. Practical tips, laid and stuff to help you with your blogging struggles, and a lot of digital nomad books and traveling books too that could really help you if you want to transition into this lifestyle. Perfect. Yeah, no, we're gonna attach all that in the show notes as well too, so that's way um, everybody can just find it and it'll be good to go. Um, again, just thank you so much, and I'm just gonna ask you, you know, what is your definition of success, Ryan? My definition of success is to build your life around what is most fun and freeing to you. Because when you do that, I feel that you will resonate with the like-minded people who could most benefit from your talents. And then that's how you grow a tribe and that's how you grow a fun, freeing lifestyle. So follow your fun, follow your freedom, and look out because you're going to be stunned at the doors it opens for you. Just blasting us with value bombs, Ryan. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, that's awesome. So, like, this show is called the Path Hunters Podcast. When you hear the term Path Hunters, what does it mean to you? I think for me, Paul, it means it's finding your path. It's finding your individual path and to realize that that path, even though it might appear to be like another person's path in some cases, is going to be like any path that any human being has ever taken. And it's so tough to realize that sometimes because you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm like this, I'm like that in comparison. But no, like the snowflake analogy, it's so true. No two human stories are alike. You could have similarities and resonance, but when you really take your own path, and that will happen from when you do follow that fun, freeing driver, you will be able to shine more brightly for others who could both relate to you, but then can also appreciate the authenticity and the genuine nature and just the inspirational nature of your story on you taking your unique path. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's amazing. And um, if you were standing in the middle of the street and had, you know, can hold up a sign and can write a message or advice or anything, what would you write holding up the sign? <laughs> I would say just fun. It's <laughs> a message, but when you look at the word fun and like what it embodies, I can think of like a slogan, follow your fun, like I've hit on that. But so much of what we do, we're just embodying a feeling and just like fun, fun, fun. And just like looking at it and like subconsciously just seeing it again, seeing it again, not even thinking like, oh, okay, this is a message. This guy's holding up a sign that says fun. That seems fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know what I mean? When you think about that, it's like, yeah. And then that kind of creates that kind of expansion effect where other people will start 
you know, oh yeah, pretty fun. That's a cool idea. Maybe a little bit of like a viral thing. It's infectious, right? So yeah, yeah, just fun, just fun. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Ryan, for you know coming out to the podcast. You know, I'm glad we connected. Um, you know, later on, I want to catch up and with you and just to see maybe how your your um, my whole blog and everything progresses, and maybe bring you on for another episode. Paul, that would be awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was such a blast. I like love your energy and what you're doing. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to chat down the road. Awesome. Sounds good. Have yourself a good one. Thanks, Paul. You too, buddy. Take care. <laughs>you've heard it folks truly amazing thank you so much ryan for coming into the podcast and sharing your story on how you became a digital nomad and just being so open and vulnerable it's never easy and i can't wait to see how your journey unfolds again thank you so much my friend for coming to the podcast with that being said you beautiful people out there listening to this i hope you guys got some awesome great insights from ryan and all the other creators as well too it's truly amazing to hear how people are literally living their lives on their own terms and how each person shares such amazing value. I hope this all inspires you to chase your bliss, live your life of purpose and passion, your love for travel, and taking control of your life. With that being said, I did a little facelift with the Path Interest website. Have a look at it, and it's not complete yet, but again, we are just starting out, and um, you know, we are working with the budget. I'm definitely uh, working on this and everything. My number one priority is giving you and delivering all the value, all the contents to you guys and all you listeners and just helping you guys get inspired. That is my number one priority. You know, the website is definitely one of those things that I definitely will touch on and I will want to grow that and put some personality, put some pizzazz and put some Paul Lamb into that. And so it's never easy touching base with that. Um, you know, if it was, everybody would be doing it, guys. And so you guys just have to have the courage. With this, I'll leave you guys with a quote to end this no matter what the situation may be the right course of action is always compassion and love end quote by neil strauss all right guys i hope you guys have a good one remember to live your life with purpose and passion chase your dreams and remember you can become a path hunter today i hope you guys enjoyed that remember to subscribe share and review thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast you can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today.